Performance Publishing Group, making a difference one story at a time. We'll be shining the light on successful founders, entrepreneurs, business owners, and leaders that are getting results and making a difference. We'll talk about how they built their businesses, are creating movements, and leveraging the power of authority in their own lives. Be sure to stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Power of Authority Spotlight. This is your host, Michelle Prince. And the show is really designed to shine the light on people that are making an impact. They are founders, leaders, entrepreneurs that are doing things that are really impacting their business as well as the people that they serve. And so I'm excited to introduce you to our guest today. But first, this episode is brought to you by Performance Publishing Group. Performance Publishing Group provides done-for-you publishing services for soon-to-be authors. If you have ever thought about telling your story, building your platform, and really building your authority, then you need to write a book. Your book is your greatest business card. For more information, go to performancepublishinggroup.com. That's performancepublishinggroup.com. All right, let me introduce you to our guest today. He was born and raised in Hong Kong, and Swire Ho immigrated to Los Angeles in 1996. He's a proud Chinese-American and fluent in Cantonese, Mandarin, and English. As a seasoned professional, Swire possesses exceptional project management skills, a talent for generating creative ideas, and the ability to turn them into reality. He excels in business communication and navigating the corporate buying process. Some of his notable accomplishments include receiving the SCORE Award for Small Business Success in 2009 and becoming the Los Angeles Area Chamber of Commerce Ambassador of the Year in 2018. Additionally, he was named the Online 18 2023 as one of the best promo professionals on social media and a subject matter expert on promotional products in over 100 plus podcasts. Swire is also a lifelong student of strength and a proud SFG1 certified kettlebell instructor from from Strong First. And I will say he is known as the promo guy. So welcome to the show, Swire. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you for the warm introduction. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you. Anyone who's called the promo guy has a lot to say, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good name. Uh, you know, the reason that I do that, you know, tell you that story is when I, I suggest everyone listening to do it yourself, Google your name. You know, chances are some of us have more simple name than Swire, but there are more than one Swire hope, believe it or not, in, on the internet. But if I add that hashtag, the promo guy, kind of related to what I do. Now, if you Google Swire hope hashtag the promo guy, only I will show up and only the things that I do that I tag with this uh, phrase will show up. So I, I challenge everyone listening to uh, do that and see what com comes up. I love that idea. And I mean, talk about a great way to brand yourself. It's it's also there's something about, you know, branding yourself in something that's simple, easy to remember. People may forget your name, but they won't forget the promo guy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> although I don't think they'll forget your name either. Um, so I want to know more about what you do. And, and we'll talk more about, you know, you have your own podcast and you're helping small businesses. But Tell us a little bit more about your backstory and, and how you got to doing what you're doing today. I'm in the promotional product industry and no one that you come in contact in the industry will tell you that I go to school and I always want to be in the promotional product industry. So I came to the industry by accident. I used to own a business. I, I was in the CD, DVD replication business. If you're old enough like me, 
you still have CDs in the back, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. uh, so that's our business. We're in LA, so a lot of record label film company would do uh, copies of CDs and DVD back then. So along the way, when musicians finish the album, they they will go on tour. They will ask, do you guys sell merchandise, T-shirts, hats that we can sell on the show? That's how I got into the industry. And in 2013, we sold the CD, DVD part of the company to a competitor. And then now we focus exclusively in promotional product. Gosh, and the timing of it is, I mean, everybody has, you know, merch, if you will. And, and people like to have, you know, whether it be a t-shirt or a bag or a journal or, or, you know, anything that that's branded. So your timing, I mean, I know promotional products has been around a long, long, long time, but it just seems like there's more and more of it lately and the importance of it. There's a lot of different conversation too. And I like all of it. And people are more, especially people are more uh, aware of the uh, environment. There is a lot of talk about the sustainability and they think that promotional products are wasteful. Uh, I have a different take on that, um, but I think uh, it's very interesting. It's always changing. You got to really keep up with things that are trending and really understand the concept so you don't create more landfill uh, to our environment. Yeah, I, so we just recently, I, I recently launched, launched my latest book, Shine Through Your Story. And one of the things that I envisioned and what I wanted to do with it was to have a merch shop. So we have that where people could get, you know, sweatshirts or, or mugs or what have you, because I personally, I just, I like that kind of stuff. And uh, if, if you have a, a sign or a mug or something that, that, that inspires you on a day-to-day -day basis, um, you know, why not have it? So I think that's really great. Uh, but you said you didn't wake up one day saying, I just can't wait to be in the promotional products uh, industry. So what did you want to do uh, early on? I was trained as a recording engineer in my 20s. So I worked at a recording studio, uh, but ultimately I found my calling in sales. You know, I ended up working for a company in the recording space, but I was in charge of sales. So that's my uh, training, you know, so to speak, right into the business world. And on the day of my honeymoon, I found out that the company I worked for at that time ran out of business. So nearly were at no jobs. Uh, and then I decided, you know, I really should get into maybe business myself. So I, I started helming production in the CD and DVD uh, industry. Wow. So let's talk about sales because I know a lot of people listening are business owners or um, aspiring business owners, entrepreneurs, and obviously no business exists without sales. And sales can sometimes be a dirty word to some people because they don't want to be a quote unquote salesperson. Um, but I learned from my mentor, Zig Ziglar, that sales is just service. You're serving others. So what is it about sales that you like? And, and what do you, how do you help other people to really understand that whole process of sales and, and to get better at it? That, that's a great question. I think sales, along with other things that we do in, in business, is a skill. If you don't practice the skills and you don't have it, and even if you do that, you know, make it a lifelong learning experience. I learn a lot of things every day in terms of sales. You know, there are different personalities, there are different methods, there are different tactics, so to speak. You know, there's no right or wrong, but you just have to practice this more. And then you, you find out what's worked for you and what's not going to work for you. And then, you know, once you have a certain experience, then you kind of figure out and hopefully to be better uh, in sales. And it is scary sometimes if you never made a sales call. That's a scary experience. 
So do you, do you have advice for somebody who is a little intimidated by <laughs> making that sales call right now? I, I told you what, what I've done before. Um, before I made my sales call when I first started a company, I'm really scared. I have a list of people that I know I need to make connection with, uh, but then I'm too afraid to call. So I actually call my wife. I, I talk to her just randomly casual stuff and get my voice warmed up. And then I call a couple of friends uh, who are in business. We just talk and chat. And once I get warmed up with the voice and I, get, I, I don't get so stuttered, and then I start calling the prospect, I calling this prospect. Then I know from the list that there are people that I know already from other occasions that they are more willing to take my call. Then if you call someone new or cold call, then they might just hang up on me. So I think warm up yourself to a certain people, talk to people that you know that love to talk to you, and then and then move on to the sales call that, that you need to make. That's a great, that's a great tip <laughs> to call somebody you know, because you also kind of get your confidence and, and you loosen up a little bit when you talk to someone you know versus that that tense cold call uh, that nobody And people pick that up right away. If you're nervous, you pick that up in the first five seconds. So true. So true. Wow. I'm curious. So sales, sales has been around since the beginning of time, right? Um, and it will continue to be, but it's also shifted a lot through the years. And, you know, back in my day, when I started in sales, I was cold calling, literally picking up the phone or going door to door trying to sell mm -hmm. what I was selling. But how has technology changed sales over the last couple of years? I think it make it easier. It, it doesn't change the principle of sales. But for, you know, like what we're doing right now, Michelle, before we're in different states, mm -hmm. you know, before the dawn of Zoom, right? And the uh, virtual call, would have never met and have this conversation. But right. now if you have the right technology and with calendar tools, you can actually schedule call anywhere in the world. You could mm -hmm. hop on a call and make meaningful, uh, you know, contact anywhere you like. You know, there's no limit right now if you have uh, the right message. And then if you, if you really... You know, know your stuff and you can engage people, you could pretty much go anywhere into any market that you like versus when I first started in 2003, that I don't think is available to us. Mm -mm. No, for sure not. Not not to the extent that it is today. I won't even tell you what year I started in because it's, it's quite, <laughs> quite a bit earlier than that. But um, yeah, you know, and one thing I've always felt, and, and again, I learned this from working with Zig Ziglar was that, you know, sales is a relationship as well. And you're not, when you, when you see yourself as somebody like, I am here to help you, I am here to serve you. I'm here to make your life better, easier, faster, whatever it is that, that, that you're giving them and, and come at that. Like it, it becomes more of like, how can I help you? What do you need? Tell me what, what are you struggling with? What's what's, and, and that's, you know, that relationship selling um, do you think that works for all services and products, or is that specifically to one type of product? Yes, if you would like to be in a long haul, relationship selling is definitely the, the key takeaway. For what I do, I you know you can't see my monitor, but I have all kinds of posted notes posted on my monitor because as you can probably tell by now, I like to talk. But <laughs> when you and I learned it the hard way, when you have a conversation with your client. Try to have them talk most of the time and you only talk less of the time. Even if you are the subject matter expert, you want to tell them all the future and benefits about what you do. Tell them about all the acronyms that behind my name, right? We, we like that. Some of, some, of, some of the listeners might be high achieving individual. If you're on a call and you want to build a relationship, have the other person talk most of the time. 
what you're doing and you want to ask questions, you want to ask open-ended questions. And if we, if you're on a sales call with the other individual, what you want to do is you want them to, when they hang up, feel better than they are to you than they are to themselves. Then you know that there's a conversation. Sometimes we get into maybe a discussion, maybe it's a negotiation that you might win over the phone, but a lot of times you find that the things that you have won and then they don't come back. But if you kind of gently guiding them to the right process and let them win a little bit, then you have a client who like to follow you. That's right. Well, you said it, you like to talk a lot. So let's talk about, you have your own podcast, right? Tell us about yeah, that. Yeah, I love that. Thank you, Michelle. Uh, the, the name of my podcast is called The Small Business Show. So I started right when the pandemic hit. So I think it's kind of the right timing. A lot of people, especially great speaker, uh, they don't, they can't get in front of people to talk now. So I get a lot of them who like to be on the show virtually. And what I want to do is to connect with experts that uh, can help us solve a problem, right? Imagine if I learned some of the tools that was uh, said on the episodes. I'm not kidding you. Sometimes you, you could say three to five years just to have the right concept. Instead of you trying to figure out what it is that you need to do, an expert can understand what you're trying to do. And there's this point out, oh, you just need to pivot here. You just have to change it a certain way. Then it would probably save you five years. You know, so I wanted to give back and really, you know, asking as a small business professional, all the questions that I have myself, I'm sure that, you know, there are others that, who have the same question, uh, you know, to, to give back and, you know, to really to share you're not in this alone, we're in this together. Mm. So you're bringing in all these people with all these different tips and tricks and things that could help a small business to really succeed in all the different areas. Yeah. And then different experts too in sales and marketing and copywriting. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to have a dietitian on, you know, if you think, why is it related to small business? You know, it's because I, I like to joke, like when I like to go networking, right? We're back to in-person networking. Imagine when you go to a luncheon, right? You're lunching, there's all kind of food that you have, you know, Maybe they're open by if you're lucky. Then we kind of eat and we complain that we have low energy. We 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 can't get up really to work. It's because of your diet. So I specifically have my own question, you know, could you ask the dietitian when you go to networking, when you go to luncheons, what are you supposed to eat? What kind mm -hmm. of food uh, should you consume to make you feel more engaged and you don't have the afternoon uh, snum where you want to go for take a nap? So I think that's unobvious, but I think that's going to be an interesting conversation. Mm -hmm. Well, and I like it too, because you're giving people things that they need and want, maybe not things that you provide, but that, you know, when you're, when you provide value to someone, even if it's in a referral or anything, or through a podcast, then they, they, they trust you so that when they do have a need, maybe for promotional products or whatever it is, then they're going to think of you. They're going to remember you. So I think that's a good approach. Yeah, I like that, Michelle, especially, you know, your podcast talks about the authority, you know, think about, you know, each of us think about a couple of person that we truly believe in, whatever that they say, we believe, like, we don't even mm -hmm. question it, because we trust them so much. If you're able to provide the value, not even you don't have to sell, you know, I don't talk about promotional product on, on my podcast. Right. But if you uh, develop a, an authority, people would like to follow you and you see what you're doing then you can really build on the relationship. And then when you, once in a while, you go for your pitch, right? Then people yeah. will listen. If you always pitch, 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 people are just going to turn away and not listen to you anymore. So I think 
that's another way. It takes longer to develop, but once you create your following, you know, that's when you see, you know, things that you could do, uh, you know, that are not available to you before. Yeah. And authority, really, it's just influence. It's just the ability for people to want to listen to what you have to say. And, you know, we call the show The Power of Authority Spotlight because we we are shining the light on on people that are leveraging their authority in different ways. Um, but there's also a different side to that. So I wrote a book in 2019 or 2018 um, called The Power of Authority, and it's a play on words. You can't spell authority without author. Um, and, you know, we have a publishing company. So, of course, that <laughs> is one of the reasons we do that. But I really don't. It, but but it's not about a book. It's about your your message. So whether you get it in a book, mm -hmm. in a podcast, on a stage, in a one on one conversation, it's figuring out what is your core message? What is the one thing you can really, truly help people with? And how can you get it out there so that people want to listen to what you have to say? Um, so I, I think there's a lot of synergy here with what you're doing with um, helping people to promote themselves, because in the end, it's not about promoting a business or ourselves. It's about, you know, letting people know how you can serve them. I think another way that I learned from, you know, doing the podcast and being a guest on other people's podcasts is obviously at some point, knowing my background, people are going to ask me a question about my industry. How can I really answer it in a way that I can articulate really quickly? I can go long-winded for 30 minutes of what I do and things that people should be doing. So it actually helped me on my sales call because, you know, one of the most frequently asked questions, if not the top question that people ask me, what is a good promotional product for me? I'm, I'm able to fine-tune my answer. And then on the flip side, when I'm a host, I'm asking questions. I'm asking better questions. If I ask, if I ask you, Michelle, have you had breakfast this morning? And then you ask me yes or no. These are yes or no answers. These are not the answers that you want to get. But if I want to know Michelle's routine, I'll be asking Michelle, can you tell me your morning routine, how you get ready for your workday? Then I will get some answer from Michelle that I truly wanted to know. How that helped you in sales? You want to have open-ended question and have customer talk about their pain points, talk about things that they look for. You know, we'll think that when in sales, people only care about price. It's only a small section of it. If we get them open up, we pick up on things and don't forget to take notes. Other than price, what other things can are they do they care about? What are the pain points that they have? The more you can get your customer to open up and talk, the better and the higher chances of success that you have. So I think asking the right question and able to communicate what you do better uh, is what I've learned from, from doing all the podcasts that I've done. Mm. And I'm sure you've heard a lot of great information. I'm curious, what has been most recently the best advice you've heard and for, for a business owner, whether it be through sales or marketing or anything like that, anything stick out to you? I think I'll, I'll still stick with you need to make the customer feel better about themselves towards you and then think that they have win over you. So I think I've actually tried it. I really want to go and jump and open my briefcase. And you know, <laughs> there's no briefcase, like open my website and show them all the features and benefits. But I didn't do that. I asked them, you know, why do you think you, you want to buy that? And tell me more about that. I keep asking them questions. So they open up a lot more opportunities that I know I can help. So mm -hmm. I think, and they think that I, they have won because they are, you know, they tell me all over, you know, now this guy has to work, you know, like crazy to provide what we do. But that's exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to throw things at me that I know that they get involved with me. So the chances of them, you know, using price to another competitor is lower because 
they feel like I really can talk to this promo guy yeah. person, right? I tell them all my questions and it seems like he listened, you know, mm. can you make yourself approachable? Can you make them uh, to feel they're not talking with a vendor, they're talking actually with an advisor. The work vendor and advisor is a whole uh, different ballgame here. Vendor, you compete on price, and advisor, then you help them, you actually help people. I love that. You said that perfectly. Um, and that's that's kind of how I learned sales too. You know, you don't show up as the vendor, show up as the advisor and advisors ask questions. So, um, okay, I have time for one last question. And I'm just curious for your own business. Uh, you said you're doing the podcast, but what else are you doing to build your authority in your own small business? I think right now what I do, like my main platform is on LinkedIn. I, I do a lot of B2B and I connect with most of my clients on B2B. I know sometimes they they don't respond to what I do and give me a like or a comment, but I know they're watching it. So I specifically, you know, like I just told you, you know, ask them questions. I know these are the things that they care about. So I specific, specifically will look for content, or if I can find it on the internet, I would actually go on camera to speak about topics they're more concerned about. For example, a lot of my clients are concerned about sustainability made in USA, and how to create a better impact and give back to the local community. So I'm basing all my content with what they have. So I'm actually creating a channel and content. I know that they would like to consume. So uh, doing it the other way, you know, not about what you want other to know about your feature and benefit, but what they want to watch and read about and you feed it to them. And then, you know, I'm kind of building my uh, authority uh, that way on LinkedIn. I love that. So if somebody wanted to get a hold of you on LinkedIn, what's the best way to do that? You can really do search for Swyo hashtag the promo guy. I will come up right <laughs> away. Because you have set it up to where you have branded yourself so well. So that's great. And I think another way to do it too, because when I Google search, let's say uh, someone's name, what's going to show up? You know, maybe there are irrelevant pages that show up. And, and But by branding it with Swyo hashtag the promo guy, those are all the articles, all the podcast appearances that I want you to see. So think about if you can own the first first and second page on Google with mm-hmm. the specific keywords that you have, how would that change your business? And it takes a little time to do it, but once you can able to get the first page or two, then you had it. That is great advice. Wow. Well, thank you so much for joining the show, Swire. I'm so excited to have met you and, and have you on. Thank you, Michelle. All right, everyone, that is it for this Power of Authority Spotlight. Go out there, find a way to uh, go Google your name, (laughs) like Swire said, and see what comes up and come up with a creative way so that you can promote yourself in a unique way as well. Make it a great one. See you next time. Thanks so much for listening to the Power of Authority Spotlight. If you are a successful founder, entrepreneur, business owner, or leader that's getting results and making a difference, and you'd like to be on this program, please visit performancepublishinggroup.com forward slash podcast to apply. That's performancepublishinggroup.com forward slash podcast. Also, if you got something out of this interview, please share this episode. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag, the power of authority spotlight. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. 
We are regularly putting out new episodes and content, so make sure you don't miss any episodes by subscribing. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our websites, performancepublishinggroup.com or michelleprince.com. And follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.